Hello, I'm Josh Starmer and welcome to Human Stories and AI with StackQuest and Lightning AI. In this series, we'll hear about the career journeys of passionate AI experts. From their humble beginnings to conquered challenges, we'll be inspired by the real-world experiences of professionals thriving in the ever-evolving AI landscape. Human Stories and AI is brought to you by Lightning AI. Code together, prototype, train, and deploy AI web apps, all from your browser with zero setup. Personally, I love Lightning AI because it makes it super easy to use and learn from the StackQuest coding tutorials. Just go to the web page, click on the Run button, and bam! You get code that you can play with without downloading anything or installing any packages. Today, we have special guest Javier Godoy, the Director of Customer Experience and Automation at HBX Group in Mallorca, Spain. Javier has had a career driven by curiosity and a desire to learn more, while simultaneously making sure that customer satisfaction is always the focus of his efforts. So, without further ado, Javier, or Xavi, can you tell us about your journey to where you are right now at HBX Group? How did this all start? So uh, I decided to go back to, to the university, you know, uh, for the ones, well, a bit of a story about uh, our company. Uh, we based the headquarters, although we are global, is based on, uh, on Mallorca, which is an island off the coast uh, of Spain. Uh, and uh, Mallorca is well known since the 60s or 70s for being a great place for uh, tourists all around mm -hmm. the world, maybe uh, most popular in, in the UK or in Germany uh, for taking vacation. Okay. So uh, I suppose that uh, this influenced me and, and uh, what I studied at the university is hospitality. So I was kind of uh, charmed by, it, by this world. And uh, then, so despite I've uh, had, uh, uh, I have started working on the, on the hotel industry, uh, then uh, quickly, I went into the more the distribution, some of the technology side of uh, of travel and, and tourism, which is basically uh, what our company does. No, so uh, being a tech player, uh, playing in the in the distribution of uh, travel uh, products and services. So, I'm not in the hospitality industry, and what you just said kind of made sense, but kind of didn't. Could you? Could you give us a few more details about it to, to, to fill in the blanks? Yes. So, a quick example. No? So, we've got a, a hotel, uh, and the hotel needs to sell the different uh, rooms that they have. No? So, le let's say that we have a hotel with 100 rooms, and uh, they have different options to, uh, to distribute these, these rooms. Uh, so, the first uh, option would be, uh, if someone uh, walks in no, from the from the street, then uh, you can uh, tell the uh, rack rates, no, the prices, and uh, and you can secure a, a room right now, so people uh, stay in your hotel. But uh, with this uh, strategy, uh, possibly you could get to maybe five percent of the occupancy of your hotel. So this is why you need to uh, expand, no, and and uh, the hospitality industry is uh, tied to travel. No? So if you only rely on the people that are going to walk by your hotel, uh, then this is not going to work. No? This is why having players like us is important because uh, we uh, 
fill this gap, no, of the of selling the, the these hotel rooms to travel agencies, tour operators, etc. across across the globe, no, so that uh, the hotel can have a higher occupancy uh, with this global reach, no, that we enable. Okay, okay, that I makes that a lot more sense. Been... That totally makes sense. So instead of just like hey, I'm going to go to Mallorca, but I have no idea where I'm going to stay. And you get there and you're like walking down the street and you're like, oh, that looks like a huge hotel. I'm going to go to that one. Um, you know, and they're like, you know, if a hotel that depends on that kind of business will go out of business pretty shortly. So what you guys are doing is you're connecting that hotel with other ways to market and sell that those hotel rooms. So travel agencies, presumably websites, um, Correct. Or like travel agencies as well. Yeah. And we are a B2B player, no? So uh, our name won't, won't be known to the general public. Uh, it is known uh, in, the, in the industry, but basically what we're doing is uh, to create this, uh, so through technology, to create these bridges that allows this uh, distribution of, uh, of services. So B2B, you mean business to business. Correct. Uh, so, so you guys are, yeah, you're the, in, you're in the invisible connection between the hotel and sort of some end website where someone's going to like, ex I don't know if you guys use Expedia, Expedia, but you know what I'm talking about there. Some, yes, like, yes. some, some travel <laughs> website. Okay. Very cool. Um, uh, or like, what is it? TripAdvisor or something like that. Um, uh, plenty, plenty of them. I mean, uh, you can, uh, you can name uh, hundreds and thousands of, uh, uh, both, uh, tour operators, tra uh, travel agencies. So, uh, the the size of the business is uh, quite vast. So uh, a question is, so I'm not very familiar with the hospitality industry, but when I think of hospitality industry, I think of, you know, restaurants or managing a hotel. You know, you would you could go to school for and learn how to manage a hotel. I wasn't expecting you to go to school and learn how to, like, program and and do all this software stuff. So how, did you learn that in school or you learned that on your own or how did, how did you develop those skills? So I've always uh, been very uh, keen uh, to learn th things about technology, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I would say that it was kind of my, my well, no, not my first uh, option, but because uh, in my heart, uh, what I wanted to be was uh, an architect, no? Uh, but my, my, uh, uh, physics uh, grades uh, were that uh, good, okay? So uh, I had to decide for the kind of the mainstream uh, option here in, in, in Mallorca. But uh, when I entered into the into business, uh, what uh, I managed to do, you know, and thanks to a lot of opportunities that uh, also I've been given, is to uh, move closer to uh, responsibilities around technology. And uh, as... Uh, I am very curious, no, and uh, always trying to learn. Also, thanks to the different colleagues that uh, we've been engaging uh, with, no, here uh, throughout the years, I have been able to learn a bit, no, about technology, about uh, AI as well, and this is why I'm currently uh, holding that position. Uh, that's excellent, and you actually said a word that I I just want to repeat because I think it's like a little nugget right there, like curiosity you had curiosity and that's i think that was maybe the driving force right you 
you're like, oh, I want to learn about this stuff. Let's do it. And you went and you did it, um, which I think is fantastic. Um, so that that's cool. Um, so now can you tell us about customer experience automation? So um, in our uh, – so the, in the name of our area is a bit – uh, a misnomer, no, because mm-hmm. uh, you would you could argue that customer experience mm-hmm. is uh, is or fights against uh, uh, automation, no, or, or that mm-hmm. the two walls are kind of uh, collapsing one one with the other. Exactly. Uh, but uh, at the end, what we are uh, what our aim is is uh, we need to embrace automation and we need to embrace uh, digital transformation, no. So we need to uh, become more efficient because we've got. Uh, advances mm-hmm. uh, in the industry and, and, and uh, in the general world. So now a lot of advances are generally available for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, we need to adapt to become more efficient. But what I think that is good is that we, by design, are embedding the customer experience into this transformational process so that our or we try to balance the 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 objective, no? So yes, we need to be more efficient, but without losing this customer-centric customer-centric mindset. Yeah, yeah. You want the customer to feel special, but you want to kind of streamline whatever process it takes to make them feel special. Correct. Uh, so that it's as efficient as possible. Um, so can you give us some examples of, of how you do that? Or Yes, sure. So... Uh, the first things, and, and this we started uh, a few years ago, no? Uh, when uh, so the, kind of the first uh, implementations of um, uh, machine learning models, etc., uh, are around uh, personalization. So uh, one uh, thing that we have very clear is that we wanted to uh, back in the day I was in marketing, and uh, so we dis- we uh, identified that our communications needed to be more relevant. No? So one, one simple example, and uh, this is super widespread, no? is how uh, by personalizing our content, and something that you cannot do uh, manually. No? So you need uh, some kind of system behind to, to do it. Uh, so be more relevant. At the end, you're going to uh, provide a better uh, experience for the one that, in this case, are receiving your newsletter or, or your emails. And also, uh, looking at it from the business perspective, you're going to have uh, better uh, engagement and better conversions. So this is a very clear example, also quite basic. Yeah, uh, but I love basic examples, um, personally. Uh, so can we dive a little deeper into this basic example? So, um, so you say, like for example, you were creating a, a newsletter and you wanted to personalize that that newsletter and you said you were using some sort of machine learning uh to help with that personalization can you can you talk about that how that how how you might do that uh, i'm going to fast forward a bit and talk about something that is uh a bit more uh, actual no something that actually my team is working uh, on at the moment which is uh, uh, an opportunities center for the customers that are uh, you see in our website. Now, when we're talking about uh, distribu- distributing the, the hotel rooms, so the examples that I provided uh, before, uh, we've got 
certain distributions that are based on uh, in integrations, no, interconnectivities of systems. But we also uh, have a quite big uh, customer base that are travel advisors, no, so travel agents uh, working with their computers and they logging into our website. And uh, a tool that we're providing to them uh, is a, a center where they can see the, uh, the, the hotels that peer travel agents in their, uh, in their geographical zone are buying. Okay? So here is when uh, machine learning comes into play because applying, uh, uh, so grouping uh, these travel agents uh, by geography is, is basic, but uh, imagine a, a travel agent that is um, selling, is specialized, no? and sells trips to Japan. Uh, so this travel agent that uh, happens to be in New York uh, is closer to a specialist uh, travel agent that also sells trips to Japan that is in Paris. Okay, so in this case, this travel agent uh, in Paris and this travel agent in New York would be closer, will be more similar one to each other compared to the ones in their neighborhood. This is, uh, so in this case, what we're applying is uh, a clustering mechanism so that uh, we can find these similarities and offer the relevant products. I love it. I, so, so yeah. So you're using a clustering, or, or, and it doesn't even have to be like the most fancy thing. Can I, can I take it? I mean, are you using something akin to, because to K-means clustering or or something like that, or, um, or do you, or tell? Can you tell us about that, or? This rings a bell, uh, but as you know, I'm not the, so I'm more on the business side. Uh, luckily, I've got a, a team of uh, uh, data specialists, no, and, and these are the guys that are selecting the the right uh, the so right they implement uh, systems. It. Yeah, yeah. You 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 did you come? I don't know who comes up with the idea. Someone comes up with the idea. You decide it's good, um, and then. Um, and then the team works on it. How Correct. big is your team? So currently, uh, my team is uh, close to 25 people. No way. That's huge. <laughs> wow. Um, that's quite a big team. Uh, so I, I'm presumably there's lots of projects going on uh, among uh, other, the team members. And, and I'm... I'm I, I still think your journey, I, I want to go back to your journey because I, now that I know your team is so big, holy smokes, how did that happen? Did you start off with one person and then grow it or did you transfer into an existing team or, or how did this work? So my background uh, in, in my company, uh, I come from, from marketing. No? So uh, I did kind of a, a transition of my role and specialty. And uh, I started working in the marketing department here at HBS Group. And what we, so we were a small area in the marketing department uh, that was uh, kind of the technological area, no? So the nerds that are working in marketing more focused on the digital stuff, no? So around websites, uh, around data, et cetera, uh, versus the creative uh, side, no? Which is, of course, uh, very relevant, no? But uh, so uh, the kind of um, this team, no? so this technology within marketing was the, the embryo of it. Um, 
and basically, so our company is not a digital native. So we, uh, our activities in marketing back in the day, many years back, uh, were uh, pretty, uh, let's say, offline. No? So uh, with relying a lot on printed materials uh, and uh, offline in interactions. No? And uh, uh, we, we didn't, uh, we weren't um, uh, uh, working in a way that wasn't worked before. No? So we were kind of uh, catching up uh, because uh, so we were kind of uh, laggards no? in terms of applying certain uh, digital techniques. And this, is, uh, this was our uh, focus back in the day. And basically what we drove was a digital transformation within marketing. No? And then uh, we ended uh, into a point where uh, the whole digital department, sorry, the whole marketing department was already digital. And then the company decided that we were going to uh, focus on uh, expanding these, uh, these capabilities into the commercial side. Okay, so basically to construct a digital, uh, a digital attention model no? uh, uh, for, uh, for specific customers and specific suppliers. And then last, my last move uh, until where we are uh, now, or the last move of the, of the team uh, is now in operations. So this is when uh, we uh, realized that we were, talking, we were calling ourselves customer experience, but we had experience on sales and marketing, and we were lacking a lot of experience on customer care, on operations. Okay, and now the team is in operations, so, we can, so that we can embrace all this knowledge, uh, because there is no better way to uh, speed up uh, your learning than be immersed in in this uh, in the department that you need to learn this about. Yeah. So it sounds like you were in marketing originally and it was, you needed to modernize like your, your, the techniques that, that, you know, had worked before weren't going to work forever because other, your competitors, they're moving fast too. Right. So you had to modernize and in that process, it just sort of organically formed this team that eventually became this 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 large group that the company then decided to strategically move uh, into operations. Ultimately, is that is that sort of what happened? That's correct. And in terms of the size of the team, uh, initially, so we were kind of the as I said, no, the the, the nurse of this uh, of this area, and then uh, our uh, uh, director of marketing back in the day uh, believed that we needed to. Uh, have a greater impact uh, to the company. And uh, the f our first uh, endeavor was uh, around acquisition. Okay, so uh, uh, our acquisition effort was uh, driven mainly by our workforce on the terrain. Okay, that and continues to be so. No? So we are not losing uh, this, uh, this personal touch. What we're doing is complementing this, and, and uh, back in the day what we uh, started, is to construct a, a digital way to become our customers and our partners. And this originally, uh, so imagine no, the, the first uh, year when you put uh, this uh, together, uh, you start to, I mean, if you see the, the metrics no, and the number of uh, customers that you are uh, getting, possibly 2%, 5% of customers are only coming from the digital channel. Uh, this... Uh, over time, 
and uh, I have a lot of bad things to say about the, the pandemic, no? but I think that uh, it had changed. The, I mean, we were changing the paradigm already, no? so we were getting more digital, we were... Uh, the, the customer experience that Jekonos uh, Dark Amazon no, has uh, said is something that we all needed to play catch up with. No? Uh, but the pandemic, especially for us in the travel industry, has been a, a total change, no? and, and it has speed up a lot uh, of the a lot of the, this modernization. At the moment, uh, the the ratio has uh, has swept, no? So the vast majority of uh, customers that we are uh, getting now in our business, uh, not all type of customers, no? So uh, I'm talking more about uh, our uh, our partners in in the travel advisor uh, segment, uh, they are coming uh, through through digital because it's a very uh, effortless, frictionless uh, uh, route six not feet, to become six feet minimum distance. <laughs> yeah, Correct. when you do it online, yeah, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, one thing, another thing that that keeps popping up that I think is amazing is you keep talking about the customer experience and trying to like optimize that and make it as there seems like there's a very human side of everything you do. Like when, whenever you do something, you're always thinking about the effects it will have on real people, you know, in terms of their experience, which I think is, is phenomenal. Like you're right at this interface of, 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 of try, creating a technology, but creating it in such a way that it's personalized, that it's, that it's, that it creates an experience that that people resonate with and, and respond to positively. That it's all about them. It's all about the customers. Uh, I just think that's that's fascinating because often, sometimes, sometimes there's ML and there's data science, and it's and it isn't so people focused. Um, so I think it's it's very interesting that it just keeps coming up that you keep talking about how how the goal is are these people, you know, and they're real people and you want to make them as happy and as comfortable as possible and be sort of adaptable to their needs. I think that's fantastic. I can tell you two, two stories uh, about, uh, about people no? or, or how we embed the people component into, into what we do. The first one uh, is, uh, is around the, the systems that we use. No? When we are designing a certain uh, a journey that we want to our customers or partners to to flow across uh, is always customer centric. I mean, and for me there is no other way. And what does customer centric mean? This means uh, that you need to do uh, an effort to uh, take to bring the customer uh, uh, together with you when you are designing the the process uh, for them. No, and uh, I mean we still need to go a long way, but the first thing that you need to uh, to to establish is the mindset, no? And, and uh, uh, we have very clear that there is no other way, no? Uh, sometimes, uh, yes, you lack the time, uh, you have uh, committed decisions that you need to uh, apply, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, if you have this mindset, then in most cases you're going to uh, have the customer with you. And it's a matter of uh, prioritizing that this happens. No? I mean, uh, if we tell ourselves that, 
uh, I'm not doing this because I don't have time, etc. At the end, if this is if this is for parts of, of your mindset, you're going to make this happen. No, so this is the the first point. No, uh, customer first, uh, and uh, the customer needs to be part of uh, your design process. The second story, as and this is uh, a topic that I repeat uh, often, is when we're talking about uh, virtual assistant. No, so virtual assistants is another. Uh, a solution application that we are also uh, working on uh, and uh, sometimes you get this uh, normal uh, argument no? this normal discussion about uh, artificial intelligence or virtual assistants uh, displacing uh, human human customer care agents no? and uh, for me the the way into looking at uh, at a custom at a virtual assistant is that they embody the best of the best of the human talent that we have uh, in the company, no? So humans are still needed, of course, and uh, there, are, there is going to be, uh, there is, uh, there are many, many uh, cases where a human is going to do a better job, okay, than a, than a virtual assistant. Uh, what we need to achieve is that the virtual assistant is, or uh, takes, the best traits of the, let's say, human colleagues so that it can be useful for the customer. And then when uh, we decide that the virtual assistant uh, is not good for the customer experience, uh, a human takes over. It can, it can hand it off. So I, I think what you're saying is that the virtual assistant is useful for kind of like maybe some simple things and, and maybe uh, clear, you know, making it so that the actual people can focus on the more interesting problems. So if it's a real simple thing that doesn't, you know, people don't want to do to begin with, uh, you know, the virtual assistant can take care of it. But as soon as it gets interesting, as soon as it gets complicated, the virtual assistant can then hand that problem off to an actual person so that they can get that personal touch and they can get that um, sort of knowledge and wisdom that the that the actual person is going to bring. That, that makes very... That makes a lot of sense, right? I, I think that's what you're saying, right? Yes, that's it. And uh, and possibly, so I think that uh, you said this correctly, no? So the assistant uh, takes on the simpler activities, and uh, and then uh, our so the people uh, takes on the the topics that are more complex or more complicated. Uh, we need also to think that. Uh, uh, sometimes the dealing with simpler uh, problems or simpler requests is a way to uh, uh, lower no? the, the cognitive uh, uh, tension no? that one's, uh, one person has no? while working. Uh, and if we remove these uh, simpler uh, problems, then what we are uh, leaving our uh, people to is to deal only with complex cases. So we need to make sure that, yes, whilst we... Uh, uh, use uh, machines to solve the simpler problems. We also use uh, machines and use uh, these kind of technologies to provide, not to give tools for the people to be also much more effective in their in their day to day, and, and so that they uh, have the tools to to perform better. I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm a I'm a personally I'm a coder, and to me it's and and I like coding. But the fun part of coding isn't for me, from my perspective, isn't like typing in everything correctly. The, 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 the fun part of coding is solving this problem. 
Um, and there's all kinds of AI assistance now for coding and, and they don't, they don't ruin the experience at all for me because I'm still solving a problem. Uh, but the little tedious things, uh, I don't have to worry about those things about getting them right all the time. I can let the AI take care of those details for me. And I can still think of this big picture sort of what's the real problem and solving it. And it sounds like that's what you're doing the same thing, but for sort of customer service which I think is fantastic. Uh, Chavi, uh, before we go, uh, it's been great, by the way, it's been great talking to you. But before we go, I want to uh, find out if you've got, if you've learned anything, kind of any bits of wisdom or nuggets or advice that you've learned over the years during your journey um, that you think uh, maybe some other people might benefit from. Um, well, I have a, quite a bad memory so uh, <laughs> what uh, i can uh, explain is is possibly the 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 topics that uh, possibly i've learned uh, in the very recent past no uh, so i would say uh, going back to the the start of the uh, of the call when we when you said uh, curiosity no this is a, a key um trait that you have to uh, to foster and to and to uh, put in practice, etc. So I would say uh, be curious, no? And, and curiosity uh, is a driver for uh, learning a lot of new things and moving uh, into new areas of knowledge, new areas of the business, or or whatever. And second, yeah. oh, go on. I was I was going to say yeah. I was actually I had my own second already because and it's based on your story. Not only were you curious you were flexible, right? As things changed, you went with the changes. You weren't being like, no, I'm, I'm going to be in marketing forever, you know? So, but don't let me get in the way. I was just getting really excited. <laughs> I love curiosity. <laughs> well, you, you gave me a, a third one, no? That is also flexibility <laughs> that I think that is also a very, very uh, good trait to have. Uh, if I have to uh, say the second one that I have uh, thought about is, uh, is proactivity, no? I think that, you need to be proactive uh, because if uh, you are reactive, yes, things may come uh, your way, but uh, but being proactive and uh, facing problems, uh, looking for problems as well. No, so uh, so sometimes uh, uh, exciting problems are not going to come your way. So possibly you need to uh, make the effort to encounter them and then solve them. I love that one too. I. A lot of things came to mind when you mentioned being proactive. It reminds me of like one of the first jobs I had. I worked in a hospital and I had a, a job that like, in all honesty, took a very small amount of time for me to get done. Uh, so I would just wander around the hospital and see what needed to get done. And I found all these cool problems and had a lot of fun and did really well. And, you know, it, it actually kind of pushed me in, in the direction that I am now. So it, it really paid off. But it also reminds me of just when you were describing your company, how uh, the hotel could just sit there and wait for someone to walk by and go, oh, I think I'll stay in this hotel. That hotel's going to like, there's no way that hotel's going to do well, right? It's going to go out of business within the year. And that's because they're not being proactive, right? They're not going out and finding the people and, and connecting in ways uh, that need to bring bring the business to to keep the hotel afloat, 
And, and so it's sort of like, so I, that's uh, all these like cool ideas of like, yes, yeah, of course, be proactive, not just for your, it's like, it works for the business, but it also works for people, right? If you go out and you find the problems that need to be solved, you find the customers that you need to be reaching that maybe you weren't reaching before and you can come up with a new way to reach them. Um, that's, that's problem solving. I love it. That's it. Yeah. Well, Chavi, I just got to say, it's been fantastic talking to you. I want to thank you very much for joining me today. Um, I've learned a lot about hospitality and kind of the problems you guys have to deal with and how you're uh, solving those problems. And it's very cool um, keeping the human touch as part of the, of the solution. I love it. Well, thanks for having me, Josh. Uh, this has been a real pleasure.